0: Yo, what is up? Sedano, LZ, and Cap. The SLK is on the airwaves of 710 ESPN. And hey, television's Clinton Yates, a very (laughs) handsome man, filling in beautifully for Sedano and LZ. What do you say, CY?
1: Excellent open. Thank you for that, Mr. Kaplan. Your application to the community is still pending. We're checking on your references. We'll see how that goes. Now, for all the ridiculous stories that were brought up in the open, I got to tell you guys, your boy is scrambling a little bit today. That whole bit about letting other people pack my stuff, Backfired tremendously in my face this morning. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. (laughs) When I needed various things and had no idea where they were and was screaming through boxes. First thing this a.m. trying to find various wires and cords. I'm a little rattled, but I'm a gamer, Scott. A pro's pro. And I'm here. I look great. I smell even better. And I'm ready to rock
0: I I believe that that would be the case, but I wanted to say one thing. You know, if you're going to pay somebody to pack and move, you know what else you got to pay them to do? Sort. Unpack, right.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, listen, (laughs) I did not expect to be up against the deadline with the unpack. I boxed myself into that corner, pun intended, and it did not work out
0: well. Yeah, because I was watching around the horn earlier. I was like, all right, good. Clinton's going to be on around the horn. I want to hear what he's going to talk about. I want to see what stories they might cover. (laughs) And I turned on around the horn, and I think Bill Plaschke was sleeping. On the set <laughs> of Around the Horn. I'm not sure, but I think that he was sleeping. I not love Bill.
1: I'll be back on on Thursday, but things are well, and I'm here now, so... Uh-
0: all got right. Now, up? now let us turn our attentions and I'll start off with a good afternoon to Greg Bergman. Greg, how you feeling today? You good?
2: I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I was pretty happy with that. open. It was very funny. <laughs> the, the Uber line on Laura was a, was a strong, strong line from Chris. I was yeah.
3: like, wow, Chris. OK, you're going to do me like that. That was good. No. That was good.
0: Well, and the whole thing is, is that before the open even played, Brionis said to me off air, he said, Laura's got a hickey from her hike today (laughs) i I don't i went okay wait a second and then chris went into it first of all i didn't know brionis got bit by a a black widow
1: yeah what happened there
0: yeah y'all didn't
3: see his like fatty foot on twitter
0: oh my god is that what that was yeah i did see that i'm like what am i looking at here exactly okay so he got bit on the foot by a big old spider of some kind right
2: yeah, he was bit on the foot while he was cleaning out his garage, and it was by a black widow spider, and he had to miss yesterday because he had to go to the urgent care.
0: Yeah, what happens wow. when you get bit by a black widow? Like, are you on the verge of, like, death if you don't get there by a certain time? Is somebody supposed to suck the venom out of your foot? How does that go?
1: That's really what you wanted to get to, somebody sucking on his feet. That's, That's exactly, exactly what disgusting. That, I, that was I the entire point.
0: completely missed the whole thing. I didn't even realize it, but... What are you supposed to do when a Black Widow bites you like that? Not that, that. A- Go to the hospital, if I man. ever get
1: stung by a Black Widow, guys, like if I get stung at Rams camp tomorrow by a Black Widow, Kaplan, do not try to suck it <laughs> out of my head.
3: Okay? <laughs> Please don't do that. That's not the protocol. Take him to the ER. Okay. Call right. the ambulance. I won't
0: do it, but I just want to say one thing. If it was a matter of life and death, I'm the guy. Okay? I care. That's what I'm saying. Uh,
1: okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That your application's still pending, okay. but that has been noted in your files.
0: <laughs> All right, so wait, so so then work us backwards here now. Laura, I saw your tweet earlier today. Uh-huh. I saw something happening
3: on your neck. I, right. I was like, I didn't quite gather what took place, so can you fill us in? Sure, so I went hiking. I like to go hiking. I've said that before, and I got a little, like, it was hot, man. It was hot. I was, you know, jogging and stuff, so I looked up just to kind of, like, catch my breath. All of a sudden, I feel something, like, on my neck, and I felt like a little sting, and I was like, whoa. So, I like moved it with my hand and kept going. I was like, I didn't think anything of it. Once I get up to the top, I'm like, man, my neck is really itchy. Just like really, really itchy. And I started scratching it, probably not the good idea. And I look at, like, take out my phone, take a picture, and I see, like, my neck was just like red and it started getting swollen. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I hope I don't have to go to the ER. I don't know what bit me. I don't, like, I didn't even know what actually. Stung me, you know what I mean, because I was looking up, so that's kind of so
1: a swell itch, not a rash itch. Yes,
3: mm hmm. Okay. So, right. I, that's to yeah. me, in
1: my personal experience, that's a little easier to deal with. Rash, it, rash itches are a, a, a grade more annoying, in my personal opinion, but that still sucks. I'm sorry to hear that,
3: yeah. And then the worst part was, so I'm like, okay, I gotta like jog back down because I don't know how I need to deal with this, right? So, I'm jogging back down, like the last stretch, all of a sudden. Something tries to fly into my mouth and I'm like, Pow, ew, ew. And then it's just like, I just feel it like hit my lip. Now I have like a little bump on my lip from because it was like the velocity hit me. And I also hit myself with my little um, water bottle thing. And I was like, man, just my hike was not it today. <laughs> like It was just not, oh, no. it was not my day to go hiking today.
0: So but, you got bit by something on the neck,
3: but you're mm-hmm. not sure what. No, but Benadryl did help. Shout out to everybody who said <laughs> I needed to use Benadryl on Twitter because it did help. Okay and then you also took one to the lip by some <laughs> other insect that yeah. is now creating a problem for you I think it was like a like a what is it, like a dragonfly cuz it looked big <laughs> And I'm just yeah, like ew. your phones are pretty large. I was like, ew I was trying to go in my bath. It was so gross. It was nasty. Oh wow. man.
1: I feel what for an you. Vent- sister. Day.
3: Yeah. What? <laughs> so Clint, I... I felt you when you were like, man, my day has been like a day. Yeah, and no, half. that's what I'm Fill saying. You. Like,
1: you know, we're 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 a little we're split squad. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's mm-hmm. a little dinged up this time of year, yeah You know, it's the dog days, you know, yeah. that's how it works, Greg. So we're yeah. still here. We're getting it done. I
0: mm-hmm. gotta say, um, getting stung by an insect, like a bee for example you know i've gotten stung by a bee and thought oh come on what's the big deal all right so it hurts for a few minutes you know you take out the thing And i know there are other people that are highly allergic and what do they call those things that you have to have with you all the time when
1: epi pens
0: epi pen yeah like if you get stung by a bee it could be like a really big problem but i've gotten stung by a bee i don't have any allergy but let me tell you something it could itch for weeks after being stung by a bee so being stung by some sort of a insect in the neck sounds really really bad. Eek.
1: And then yeah, that puts you out of commission on a lot of like uh, fashion levels too. You got to switch up the neckwear, your shirt game is altered. That's that's a very annoying bite on your foot that you want to you know deal with, Kaplan yourself. That's a different matter. You put some socks and some shoes on. You kind of get through it. On your neck. That's part of the presentation package. Right? You know, that's difficult.
3: I would have to bust a Sedano and wear turtlenecks, but I'm in Cali, and it's like, ooh, you know, what? Oh, hot.
1: tough. Yeah, summer oh. scarves. True. And then I literally I get
3: home, and I'm, like, scratching and itching, and my mom's like, let me see your neck right now. Hold up. And I'm like, ma, it's, it's not like that. Like it's not, and she looks. So like, well, is something the, This is you.
1: where the hickey rumor came from. Your mom,
3: yeah, right. My mom. No, actually, <laughs> Twitter. I don't. I forgot the guy's name. That was like, don't be lying. It's a hickey. I'm like, what? Well, right. I was like, because I don't know mom- what kind of hickeys you got because they don't look like that.
0: Yeah, your mom was probably like, is that from that guy that came over last week that didn't introduce is himself? Is that from him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse though, getting stung in the neck by something that you don't know for sure what got you or being stung in the foot and having your foot blow up and have to go to the ER and then miss work all because you got bit by a spider on your foot. It all sounds bad to me.
3: I think yeah. George's thing was worse, but it's also because he's a stubborn guy and should have gone to the ER sooner probably.
1: <laughs> uh, so he played on it, as we like to say. You know, I'm just saying, he man. Should have mm-hmm. gone to the trainer. Mm-hmm. By the way, the lesson here, Scott, is that everything is worse than a hickey, by the way.
0: Oh. Okay, that is a good lesson to learn. Yeah. I wonder How how big is a black widow spider? I mean, is it small, like where you wouldn't even see it and feel it? Or is it like gigantic where it's hairy and like, you know, like big, you know?
1: <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Like, you know, I've like I think of it, it as spider. like the, the main body being the size of a golf ball. Right. Is it, is it big like that?
1: Situation. I'm not an arachnoid expert, so I'm no. sorry.
0: I know, but I just was hoping you'd have an answer or at least make one up. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that didn't happen. Uh, I I didn't have anything like that today, Laura. Although I did, I will say I walked outside today and I I walked through a spider web that I didn't see, and and while I didn't get bit by anything, you know that feeling when the spider web is all over you and you can start to pull it, but then it's just yeah. sticking. And then I, I know it's in my hair. It's a pain. Yeah. yeah, it's in my hair, and then like anything I feel the rest of the day, I'm like, okay, something's crawling on me. Okay, <laughs> wait, wait, where is it? You know. So. Yeah,
1: I get it. It's a rough oh. day, Greg. Have you had any mishaps with you, sir?
2: Today, no. Actually, today's been pretty calm, pretty yeah, busy. True. No, you I'm, were I'm orchestrating not.
1: Orchestrating the madness, weren't you?
2: <laughs> exactly. I was. I have not been bit by anything, thankfully. So you know, feeling pretty no, good so over here. Because of that.
0: All That's right. Well, and and Clinton, just to before we get started today, um, your 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 move has created problems for you. You can't find stuff. Um, you 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 have it unpacked. See, for me, if somebody packed for me and then moved me. The very first thing I do is like, okay, I'm going to get there, and I'm going to start unpacking because I want to get as comfortable as I can as quickly as I can. You obviously decided maybe that you're oh, going to no, live bro. out of boxes I'm, for a little I'm, bit.
1: I'm, dude, there's no way I was in that kind of fifth gear. All right, the whole reason why people pack for me is because I was downshifting big time so I could figure this out. You know, In the past couple of days, I've spent sitting on the roof in the jacuzzi chilling out, you know what I'm saying, recovery days as opposed to unpacking. So, you know, we teach accountability in this program – and today, kind of missed an early conditioning workout. So, yeah, I'm going to be running some laps.
2: So, so are you a dude that likes to just let those boxes sit there for like good six Look, months? I'm not
1: a dude that does any of this, okay? This is the <laughs> first time I've done anything in this no, car. you've
0: never
2: moved before? When you <laughs> I move. i moved
1: before, but I've never had anybody pack it for me. Well, which so like, is fine. Did so that listen to the question. Purpose, and I'm, I'm, listen, reaping, sowing is happening in this room right now, okay? It's very
2: <laughs> difficult to deal with. <laughs> no, but when you, when, when you do move move do yeah. you let the boxes sit there for a good six months or are they gone within no, like a six week six
1: months is a long time three months is not that long this is going to be done <laughs> three months weeks. is <laughs> not that long I lo- <laughs> two love that. weeks is not this is going to be done in a pay period bro i can't look at this any
2: longer <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do get paid weekly so yeah
1: exactly
0: well, oh that's know, funny so. man That's very funny. All right, well, listen, Clinton Yates is in today. Obviously, he's been in all week. He's going to be in all week. And tomorrow, we will be at Rams training camp. So I've already been getting hit up by a lot of people, Clinton, on Twitter, saying, depending on who you're going to have on, ask him this, ask him that. We want Mm -hmm. to hear about this. So I get it. uh, We will be at at Rams training camp tomorrow. And um, if you have questions for the front office, you can hit us up. If you've got questions for the players, we'll take those as well, and perhaps we'll even incorporate them tomorrow afternoon. But we will be live tomorrow from Rams training camp. And I don't know about you, Clint, but I'm really looking forward to checking it out. I know it's early. It's only the first couple days. But I'm very excited to get out there and see what's going on.
1: Me too. And I think it's one of those things, too, where, you know, and you, you you know this better than I am. You've been around more NFL locker rooms than I have. But early in the season, morale is higher. Guys are a little bit more pumped. Everybody's in the alleged best shape of their life, which I'm not not making fun of. I'm just saying, you know, and people feel better about their chances, even though it's very cutthroat. You know, then you're going to get in like a week five division barn burner. You know what I'm saying? Like every the the, the hope is kind of there in training camp. And this is a good team that's made some additions. They've had some problems. But, you know, I think the outlook for what the Rams are going to be this season is is. Pretty rosy, you know, and that's 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 a reasonable assessment, not just somebody talking as an LA resident.
0: Yep, I think there's a lot of hype around the Rams, mostly because everybody in the world of football thinks that they upgraded so significantly at quarterback that this is going to be the one personnel move that's going to make all the difference in a team that two years ago was in the Super Bowl and last year was in the playoffs. It was two years ago. It was a three years ago. Anybody? Anyway, you understand what I'm saying? That that this is a team that still made it to the playoffs last year and has upgraded their quarterback. That's, again, that's the popular opinion. I just want to see it, feel it, feel the vibe, what's going on early in training camp, see what Stafford looks like, watch him operate. And Again, I know it's early, but I'm I'm pretty excited to get out there. So we'll be there tomorrow from Rams training camp. As for today, Clinton Yates, big story will happen tonight, and that is the Dodgers and the Giants yet again. Giants took three out of four last week here in L.A. Now... The Dodgers go to San Francisco. Giants have this lead in the division. Dodgers not too far back. Um, I can tell you this, uh, as a Padres fan, I'd love to see the Dodgers sweep the Giants. I would love to see this logjam get a little bit tighter. Then again, the Padres would have to do their part. But I'm really excited about this series starting tonight. San Francisco, L.A., uh, great opportunity yet again for the Dodgers, this time to go to San Francisco and return the favor of what happened Last week in L.A., what do you think about this?
1: It's more than a great opportunity. It's a must-win. I would go so far as to say that if you are a fan of Major League Baseball in California, period, you have to watch any every inning in this series. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're log jammed in the dog days. The Dodgers just got through blowing a gasket, never mind blowing the series to the Giants, and they got a chance to get them back in a shorty, a little three-gamer, you know, what I mean, I love a little shorty series because it tests you a little bit differently. You can't just sort of rely on a on a you know on a stopper, if you will, as a starter in the fourth in the fourth game. And like, yeah, the Dodgers very much need this. You know, the numbers are one thing. The mo- excuse me, the momentum is another. But the numbers are another. They need the wins and they need the momentum. Coming off of that rocky series that we talked about, they got things back together. But like, Greg. You gotta be watching this with a pretty close eye if you are a hardcore Dodgers fan like yourself.
2: Yeah, I would love for them to to win this series and keep it at least one game back or stick around. I mean, they can't stay at two. It's either one or three. That's hopefully going to happen. But either way, I don't think this is must win. I think even if what? they get even if they get swept, which I really hope it doesn't happen, I don't think it will happen. I don't think it's is the end of the world and it's must win Hold by on, any I'm means. I'm going to dig
1: down on that. I'm going to dig down on that a little bit. What does their season series against the Giants come to if they get swept?
2: If they well if they get swept in this, then I I don't know the exact numbers, but it's right around even. They were 5 and Eight at one point, It's so
1: right around even. But from a tiebreaker standpoint in the division, that's a massive deal. They're
2: going to play again, so I mean, it's, it's going to be close enough. This these series against the Padres and the Giants were always 19 games. Someone was going to win one game. That was going to be enough. So it's going to happen again. They're going to play the Giants again later on down the line, and that could very well mean was going to mean way more than this does. I think it makes a big difference to them just in general. If they do win this, because it's like, oh, hey, all right, we we're coming back from last week's debacles yeah. when they should have won three or four. But it doesn't mean it's the end of the season or anything along those lines. I where it's must, win. It's you must, must win. win. You said it's must, a must win. You said must win. Must win in the uh-uh. context
1: of the numbers. The games in July count mm, the same as the games in April. They the same do. As the games in September.
2: They do. But I don't think this is must win. In the fact, like if something, okay. if they get swept, that the season's over and they're going to end up in the wild card. I don't think that. I think well, the
1: season's over if the season's over. But I mean, like, <laughs> right. I, 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 what I'm saying is that like, you don't want the Giants, and I don't mean to jump on you about that, but I, you fine. don't want the Giants believing they're a better team on the diamond, even if on paper the roster doesn't add up. That's why it's a must-win to me. You're totally off agree. The series on the schedule, on the calendar, rather. That's just there, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's like you can't lose two straight series effectively to the Giants and have the proper I don't want to say motivation, but just a proper, you know, gumption. I just think I, this is a must-win series to me. It really is.
2: So well, think about it this way. Sorry, Cap. Go ahead. Five, six, seven, eight in the Dodgers lineup. Cody yeah. Bellinger, who just came, just got back from being a little bit injured. Right. And he's been terrible. To. He's been terrible recently, but he finally had a couple hits in his last start before he got actually injured. But then it's AJ Pollock, who's been really good in the outfield. But still, it's still AJ Pollock. Billy McKinney. And Luke Raley, like these are not guys that you're expecting to really do anything at the bottom of the lineup. I, I just don't think that these guys that you're seeing on the field, if they win, awesome. But I'm not okay. counting so on Billy McKinney and Lake, Luke, Luke Raley not, or not playing, Cody Bellinger we're not right playing
1: now. A te- we're not playing 18 for 18, no,
2: so to speak. No, absolutely okay. not.
0: All right, And, I get it. and All right. listen again, Dodger fan here, uh, you're only you're two Padre, games back. Man. You know, no. I'm saying, if you're a Dodger fan here, you're only two games back. I mean, you're 61 and 40. You're two games back. San Francisco's 62 and 37, and the Dodgers have kept pace without a lot of their star players, um, with guys missing, with guys getting hurt, guys hitting the IL. So, look, tonight is a huge series. I think everybody's going to be watching it. First place is on the line, and and we'll get into it. The trade deadline is around the corner, and there's a lot of rumors circulating around the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. We'll get to those rumors right around the corner, but coming up next, time to play Bash for Cash. You're going to win money from 710 ESPN, and you're going to win that money coming right up. So listen for your cue to call. Bash for Cash is coming up next. Yeah, it's the SLK on 710 ESPN. Sedano out on vacation this week. LZ on the extended two-week summer break clinton yates in the house
1: what's up how we doing
0: all right greg bergman is here laura romo aka unique at uneq underscore is in the house and right now it is time to play bash for cash let's say good afternoon to jeff alexander from santa clarita hey jeff you're our bash for cash contestant how you doing man what's up jeff yeah good thanks All right, now just for being the Bash for Cash contestant today, you've won a virtual meet-and-greet with Mookie Betts. How do you like that? Oh, that's sweet. All right, this is all courtesy of Body Armor. It's more than a sports drink. Stock up on Body Armor Sports Drink today at your local Albertsons. All right, Jeff, here's the deal, man. Here's how it works. You pick an Angel player or a Dodger player to hit a home run, and in one inning, if you get the right player, we're going to give you $200. If you get the right player in the right inning, we're going to give you $400. But for everybody else, if Jeff doesn't get it right today, tomorrow the cash prize goes up to $300 and $600. So, Jeff Alexander, Santa Clarita, you tell us. What's your prediction? Who's going to hit a home run and in what inning?
1: Of course, Dodgers, JT in the first. Oh, right. okay. Okay. All right, okay. that's an off-the-board pick. We've got a lot of Otani picks. Thank you, Jeff. By the by, make sure you listen tomorrow at 4.15 p.m. when we have another Bash for cast contestant. Special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit Owning.com for more info today.
0: All right, good luck to Jeff Alexander from Santa Clarita. He said, of course, a Dodger.
1: You yeah, he was Justin strong with Turner. that. He came, yeah. he came very correct with that because we'd had a lot of Shohei entries recently when i have been on and been listening. He was like, Psh, forget that.
0: All right, so Clinton Yates has come in extremely hot today and has told us that the Dodgers and the Giants series, which starts tonight, three-game series, must-win situation for the Dodgers. Clinton, can you lay it out for us?
1: The Dodgers are a team that this season, coming off of a championship run, had to make a decision. Are we going to look at ourselves as front runners in the division, which they've always been in the NL West, or are we going to take a realistic look at who else is on the table not only in the the division but also in the National League? Now, everybody thought that at the beginning of the season, as I said many times to Gregory, objects in the NL West mirror are closer than they appear. However, The team that everybody thought of was the team in your neck of the woods, Scott, was the Padres. And as it turns out, the San Francisco Giants, if I may, Greg, the actual rivals of the Dodgers are in fact the most worthy opponent. And look, when you look at how the last series played out, not just the losses, but how it went between Kenley, between the manager, between problems on the infield, like, yo, you can't be melting down against a team that you're supposed to beat like that. And this series is a major bounce back series, not just in terms of the wins and losses, but in terms of how you play the game and what your team makeup is. If you lose this series, or either if you lose this series the same way you lost the last series, you have definitively taken a step back in the psychological battle against your real rivals and your division rivals. And that's a real thing to me. I don't care if it's late July. The games count all the same.
0: All right, Greg Bergman does not agree. Mr. Dodger himself says this is not a must-win series. Greg, lay out the case.
2: Well, I, it's not that – I mean, I, I will lay out the case. that You don't have the right guys in there right now. There's no Mookie Betts. There's no Corey Seager. There is guys that are not playing all that great. You have Luke Rayleigh and um, – and Billy McKinney starting in your outfield with AJ <laughs> Pollock. Why do you say Billy Pollack?
1: McKinney's name like you're taking out the trash? Because who is
2: because who is Billy McKinney that we have to have some like he? What has he done? All I've seen Billy McKinney do is miss balls in the outfield and not get hits. So I mean <laughs> he he just he <laughs> just got here. You
1: don't so. like Billy oh, McKinney, do. Right? not That's get fine. hits
0: and not get caught, not get called. <laughs> That's fine.
1: Down. But wh- how many how many rookies and young players were instrumental? in the last run, and even the run the year before when they didn't make it all sure. the way to the World Series against the Nats.
2: These, but these aren't... Billy McKinney is not coming up from the Dodgers minor league system. No. Billy McKinney was traded for from the Mets. That so that was that They were just getting rid of him. They sure, traded he's a him random. Minor, yeah, he's a random. So the, Luke Raley is coming up from the Dodgers system, but, I mean, he hasn't done anything this year to, to give... to say any type of confidence whatsoever for him so i, I just don't see a, the dodgers team that is out there right now and also with the with the trade deadline coming up who knows what's going to happen maybe max scherzer comes around and then all of a sudden oh look what happens there now you're front runner again and you have five every five days having max scherzer going out there with walker bueller and julio urias and then when kershaw comes back i mean there is plenty of firepower in there and mookie betts coming back so seager's right around the corner i once they're full, then we can really have this must-win situations discussion, so but right now, no. they get now, swept no.
1: in their, how many games out? Five. If they get swept in their, five. 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 bro. Yeah, five, five in July. Thing. Okay.
2: Two months okay. still. You know they count two the same. Two full, same full months. Right. They do. They absolutely do, but right. they they will play again. They have two full months to make that up. I mean, we saw a couple of years ago the Dodgers go like 1-11 in the beginning of September. It It happens.
0: God, I wish I had yeah. this much confidence, man. See, when you're when you're a Padres fan, you actually never have confidence at all. You actually always think that things are right on the verge of falling apart. And and you, Greg, have the flip side, the exact opposite of it's fine, it's still only July, we're still going to win the World Series, don't worry about it, it's all going to be good. I just don't know that emotion. I wish I did. I don't know that emotion <laughs> whatsoever.
2: Give me a full health, fully healthy team and then we can then we could say if you get swept with a fully healthy team, then it's like, okay, we got, got some problems. issues, yeah. But right, right. now, I'm not, I'm not banking on Luke Raley and Billy McKinney. But I'm you sorry. also
0: sound like a guy. <laughs> not the president of the Luke
1: Raley fan club.
0: No, yeah. I
2: am not anywhere near that. You sound like that.
0: a guy, though, that sounds very confident that the Dodgers will be able to go out and get a Max Scherzer. And this is kind of one of the stories that's developing, is that Scherzer is on the block, but who's going to get him? You sound like you're confident like the Dodgers, it's an automatic. There's a lot of people who think the Giants, because of what they've got available in terms of uh, spending cash for next year, and the Padres are very much in it, and any one of these three teams might get him, Yep. and all three of them are probably trying to keep him away from the other.
2: Of course, and it's absolutely not a given in any sense. There's never a trade that is ever a given that's going to happen, especially not for the Dodgers.
1: Trey Turner just got pulled from the game. Ooh, ooh. Now, that's a a developing story. That's the kind of update that I know Greg Oh, I do. I do like that (laughs) one. the way, I can see the look on his
2: face right now. Give me Trey Turner. Hey, speaking of... Where would you play Trey Turner? Tell me how
1: you... No, no, no. Hold on. Sorry, crap. Align your infield... With Trey Turner,
2: well, if Corey Seager is playing because he's a he's a shortstop, so it probably yeah. probably fits best as a shortstop. But if
0: he's if you pull him over here and he can win a championship, playing him at second base kind of sounds nice. Well, Hold but on. also Trey Turner Trey could be Turner. your shortstop in the future because Corey Seager is going to be a free agent.
2: Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So you can keep him around. There's Corey no Seager is the starting shortstop. Trey Turner and playing him at second base. Well, bro. I, I look, I get it, but you have to be right now with with Corey Seager and. Uh, Gavin Lux out. He's gonna get some. He'll play plenty at shortstop, but Corey Seager okay. is the shortstop. I'm just trying
1: I'm, I, to be it's fair. It's probably low-key not trolling. happening. I'm low key trolling because I would love to see a scenario <laughs> in which Greg is fighting over whether or not Corey Seager and Trey Turner or Trey Turner should be playing shortstop. <laughs> but we're not there yet. So, <laughs>
0: all I, right, listen. <laughs> uh, uh, conspiracy theory coming up. Have the Dodgers made a move during the All Star break to try to get Max Scherzer? We'll get to that conspiracy theory coming up. But coming up next, overrated or underrated. And if you want to jump in on anything we got cooking so far, eight seven 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 ten espn 877 3776 Overrated or underrated is next on SLK on 710
2: ESPN. All right. Thank you. And you know what? I'm going to start with Cap this time. Give you no time to Google. Let's go birthdays. Alex Rodriguez, who you should know.
0: Who's that? Who's he? Who, is he in a movie or something? Never Who's heard on? of him. No, I don't know who you're talking about.
2: <laughs> all right, A Rod. A Rod or Maya Rudolph. First um, of
1: all, Maya. Okay, go ahead, Greg. No, 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 no. Hold this on. What kept-
0: were you going to say? I'm curious.
1: I was going to say that Maya Rudolph is an American treasure. Right. Okay. Do you know who Maya Rudolph's mother is? Google that. Okay?
0: Maya Rudolph's okay? mother.
1: Go Google that, and you will understand what my household was like growing up. All right, Google Maya Rudolph's mama, and you're going to find one of the most tremendous black American artists in the history of your life. And Maya Rudolph is a chip off of her block and a legend herself.
0: Now, Maya Rudolph, was she on SNL? Yes. Of course she yeah. was on SNL. Yeah, yeah, that's how I yeah. know her. I don't really know her in anything else other than that, other than her days on SNL. What, what is she most famous for? Like what kind of movies or whatever exactly else?
1: Exactly that.
2: It's it's SNL mostly, yeah. Yeah, she
1: played every black woman on SNL for like twenty years, basically. You know what I am saying? Because you know that was that was the casting availability, if you will. Well, let me just say this: ex girlfriend just got through making out with Ben Affleck.
0: Well, let me just say this: even if I had no clue who Maya Rudolph was, I would still take Alex Rodriguez as overrated because, as great of a ball player as he was, okay, um, in his after baseball life as a broadcaster don't really enjoy a rod as a broadcaster you know mm. and 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 kind of am intrigued by how he went from being sort of a steroid villain to becoming a uh, a guy who seems to have gotten past that part of his career so either way i'm going with a rod is overrated which would put maya as underrated
1: yeah, the guy you want to ask about that is one guy named Jose Conseco. Getting back. That's a joke for all of you that are on the internet. Getting back to Maya Rudolph. Her mother is Minnie Ripperton. The song "Loving You. Let's Get It for the Next segment. You've heard the song. You might not remember the song, but that's who she is. I'm not going to sing it. We are not going to do a voice to men rendition. That's of too Riperton, bad because that would be disrespectful. It's not it's she's that much of a vocalist, but her mother is Minnie Ripperton. So that's yeah. too
0: bad because uh, yesterday, Laura took the liberty of um taking the audio of our rendition of I'll make love to you by boys to Men. quality
1: pr- quality production at Alora
0: no doubt and then just blasted it all over social media and uh, people who didn't hear it live on the radio got a chance to hear it later on and now they understand what we're talking about here and, and what we were singing about and how good we are
2: All right, Clinton, next one is LeVar Burton's much-anticipated role as Jeopardy! fill-in host began last night, but the spotlight was stolen from him as contestant Patrick Pierce broke the record for the lowest score ever with a negative (laughs) $7,400. So was a contestant having the lowest score ever during Burton's debut overrated or underrated?
1: Very overrated. We watched as a family, and by family, I mean Black America last night because we wanted to see LeVar, a.k.a. Jordy LaForge, a.k.a. the host of Take a Look, It's in a Book, Reading Rainbow. Whoever that other guy is, is deep in the distance of the story. I didn't even remember that because LeVar came out there looking great. He's got the salt and pepper going. We're rooting for LeVar. Outside of me hosting Jeopardy, LeVar Burton is the only one that needs to do it.
0: So were you watching last night? Because I wasn't. Like, this is a story that went way past. I mean, it was not even okay. on my radar. But did you really watch last night?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I turned it on. I wasn't listening to it, but I turned it on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, the only reason I say that is because, honestly, like, I, I turn on the TV right now, and my first instinct is to try and find whatever Olympic competition is going on. I spent all night last night watching women's volleyball, uh, the U.S. women defeating China last night. And I, I'm anytime I turn my TV on right now, I I turn on the Olympics. So for me, I'm going to go with this story as underrated because whoever the person is that was minus, did you say $7,600, $7,400, $7,400, whoever went minus 7,400 bucks decided at some point in the middle of that game, I have to just keep taking risks over and over and over again. And I'll just keep pushing the button. And every time they call on me, even though I don't know the answer, at least I have a chance. And the guy just, you know, blew himself up or girl. Whatever, but 7400 new record. That's underrated to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not his money. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. It's not real money. No, but I mean, it him. makes
2: it. It also makes it kind of a memorable night, so it is still underrated because it was LeVar memorable. Burton and LeVar Burton
1: is hosting Jeopardy. LeVar right. Burton again in it the American Icon folder. You know, come on. LeVar's sure. the best, man. He What's is. your favorite LeVar Burton thing? Is it Star Trek? Is it Reading Rainbow? Is it perhaps something else?
2: It's Reading Rainbow and it's not even close. Uh, I was a a massive Reading Rainbow fan.
1: So when I was in college, quickly, before we get to the next thing, a buddy of mine was in a band and they used to play like house parties, you know, whatever. They played the little cover stuff. And at the end of every night, they would play a rock version of the Reading Rainbow theme song. Bam. That's cool. It was so good. Yeah, it was so cool. It's a great (laughs) bit. That's smart, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs)
2: All right, Cap. UCLA coach Chip Kelly is asked, was, was asked to compare the state of college football from his time at Oregon to now. And he said, we played with five wide receivers and in shiny helmets. Now everybody plays with five wide receivers and shiny helmets. Is this quote overrated or underrated?
0: I'll say the quote is overrated. Um, he's kind of right that in his days at Oregon, Oregon was really one of the early leaders in In multiple uniforms. Clinton, I know this comes right into your wheelhouse because I know how much you love uniforms. Um I actually was one of these people who didn't like all the uniform changes only because my alma mater, every time we would change uniforms from the traditional helmet that said Pitt on the side, nobody ever knew who we were. You know? And then I think it went from Oregon to Maryland because Maryland has all that Under Armour money. And so they would change their uniforms. And now it's it's a commonplace thing college football programs might have two or three different uniform changes. I think Chip Kelly's right that they were the early leaders in all of these uniform things. And they were one of the early leaders in, in really spread offense in college football. But the reason I'm going to say it's overrated is because it worked back then. And he hasn't done Jack squat since he's at UCLA. So I'm going overrated.
1: I'll say it's underrated. I think everything you said, Kaplan is correct. I mean, they're not exactly a winner, But the only reason why it's underrated is because this is a tremendously self-aware comment. And in a world in which college football coaches are out here making complete fools of themselves, left and right at media days, never mind different administrators in the game. Texas, I'm talking to you. You know, like, this is funny to me. He's like, oh, yeah, that team that never wore the same uniform twice in two years, that was us. We're out here looking good. By the way, the food budget, I upped it by $5 million we eating good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Chip Kelly kind of gets it more than I think I realized he got it in terms of what this is all about. Didn't love the pros and was like, you know what? I'm going back to my bread and butter. If nothing else, he treats these guys good and they look good. So, you know what? That matters to me.
0: I'll buy that. I just wish that uh, all of the Oregon success that Chip Kelly had could be, you know, bottled up and utilized at UCLA because it would be a whole lot more fun if UCLA were good.
1: That's true. And sidebar, dude, Pitt was in some dark ages with their uniforms, man. That whole like gray era and like all that other crap, like you guys gotta get back to the blue and white. That's your offense. Yeah. The blue and yellow with the white. That's your offense and it looks good. Yeah. The old school script. I like that. That 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 twenty year period in between, you know what I mean? Oh, disaster.
0: I know. It was when I left school, uh, you know, I'd graduated and already was done, and then they went into this strange other sort of logo and they changed it all up, and, and you know everybody complained about it, and then they went back to what you'd call the retro uniforms, which were the original yeah. uniforms, and those are the ones they use now, which is really kind of cool. I love those. All right, stick around. That's overrated or underrated. Coming up, let's get back to this potential conspiracy theory. What did Dave Roberts do at the All-Star Game that could possibly help the Dodgers pull off one of the biggest trades as we head towards the deadline. The conspiracy theory that's making the rounds coming up next.
1: (laughs) I can't believe how well that worked out. Yeah. That was amazing. Anyway, that's Minnie Ripperton, Loving You. Big hit that you might know from the sort of quiet storm circuit. That's my Rudolph's mother.
0: I had no idea. Know the song well. It was like, like you said, one of those songs where you'll hear it and you'll know it national yep. love is kind day man oh man i mean every day there's another national day and there's usually like 15 or 20 of them every day now national love is kind day what do you say clinton yates is love kind is love cruel
1: uh i don't know that those are mutually exclusive it can be both but as i will quote the great Minnie Ripperton, loving you all is beautiful How about that?
2: I kind of want to know if either of you can hit that high note that
1: she just hit. No chance, bro. That's why I told you we're not doing that. I've been to way too many cookouts with my drunk aunts, you know what I'm saying, to have that note get botched, to not try it in front of a huge audience of the whole city. (laughs) I mean, that's a a
2: high note right there. Like, that's not, that's no joke. Greg, you think you can hit it? No, absolutely
3: not. You leave it to the pros, because I've tried it and it's bad.
1: (laughs) There's like one pro. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There... I think
2: exactly. we're we're t- totally glossing over the fact that Laura
0: completely doesn't believe in love. Well, yeah, no, no, we're getting back okay, to that because today is National Love Is Crazy Day. Laura, yeah, we Laura, just
3: had a what happy it?
1: accident? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had something brought up and a callback in a in a oh come on in a rejoint that, <laughs> that was really? topically related. Come on, are,
3: are you that down on love, Laura? Come on, really, girl? Uh, look, I mean, depends what kind of love we're talking about. You know, I love my parents, I love my friends, I love you guys, so it. I'm in on that kind of love, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of love are you out on?
3: Romantic love. I'm you're not that with that right
1: love. now. you Oh, yeah. right now?
3: I mean, you know what? I'm 33, so you know, I'm being a little dramatic on the call, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. No, I feel you. you know, There's you been a lot got... of
1: microscopes on Laura's life this week.
3: Oh, okay. Clinton, you All don't right, even you're... know. You missed a lot. <laughs> the guys That's a lot. fine.
1: <laughs> That's totally fine. I'm just saying. I hear you. I yeah. get yeah. it.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm going to say today on National Love is Kind Day... I'm going to say that um, anybody out there who's been in the circumstances that I know I was in, which is you get married, you think you found the girl of your dreams, you have kids, things are good, man. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, things aren't so good anymore and you're getting divorced and it's just a complete disaster. And then you wonder to yourself, you actually think to yourself, what am I going to do? Am I going to be single the rest of my life? Am I never going to fall in love again? Am I never going to be in a relationship? I mean, these are the things that go through your mind. You know, at that circumstance of your life. But I will say, uh, from out of nowhere, when you're not looking for it, Laura, uh, all of a sudden, love may come find you. Oh, that I know. is a nice message on National Love is Kind Day. What do you think about that?
3: I mean, that's how I found TiVo, but, you know, here we are, so.
0: Oof. Well, I didn't realize TiVo was love, love.
3: Cap, where you been? <laughs> well,
0: I don't know. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, he was like, ah, we're kind of coming back together, sort of, kind of. And the next thing I know, he got something else going on.
3: Exactly. Hence the I don't want love right that's now. <laughs>
1: right. You've you have, you have described the problem, not right. the solution.
3: <laughs> I mean, there it is. <laughs> ding, ding. Well,
0: for anybody that's going to celebrate tonight, tonight is National Love is Kind Day. Enjoy, celebrate, and love. How about that right there? All right, Clinton Yates, conspiracy theory time. Here goes. You ready? Yep. The Dodgers will try, this is all in theory, the Dodgers will try to make a move before the trade deadline to get a frontline starting pitcher. Okay, I think a lot of people might hear that and go, that would stand to reason. I mean, Kershaw's right now on the IL, he's getting a little bit older. Uh, the Trevor Bauer thing has turned into a complete and utter disaster. Uh, Dustin May was hurt earlier and he's gone for the rest of the year. Yeah, okay. If the Dodgers are going to look for a real frontline starter, I could buy that. But the question is did Dave Roberts do something at the All Star game to try to give the Dodgers a better chance to acquire a premier frontline starter? What do you think about the possibilities of what Dave Roberts did at the All Star game?
1: So the story here is that. Max Scherzer was like, okay, good starter on the season. Like, you know, nothing wrong with everything that happened in terms of like him with the Nationals and how they, you know, sort of went after everything. But there's a theory that the reason why Dave Roberts, who managed the National League team, snubbed Zach Wheeler was so that he could maybe butter Max's bread, if you will, Greg, to get him at the trade deadline. And I have to say this. This is going to sound a little corny. This is going to sound a little weird. But I kind of love this. Like, that's the power you wield as the manager of the All-Star team. If that's going to work for you, bro, make it work. Like, I don't care if this is true or not. And, and, And as a matter of fact, I hope that he was using Denver as a recruiting tool to make his team better. Greg, you've been talking the whole week about how, like, oh, got to pick up arms at the break, got to pick up arms at the break, and I believe you. But picking up Max Scherzer is a totally different animal than picking up some rando matchup lefty, you know what I mean, who's going to show up in the seventh inning. Picking up Max Scherzer changes the entire outlook, I think, of what your expectations are, quite frankly, to not just maybe we're going to get past the Giants and maybe we're going to find a way to claw our way to the World Series to, like, you're the favorites. If he's doing what he can do to make that happen, that makes him a smart manager and that makes that a smart front office.
2: Man, if Dave Roberts really did this, like he is the greatest manager that we've ever had. And that's going a little <laughs> maybe going a little bit far and a little bit of hyperbole, but that is a hell of a, if a move. Got the conspiracy
1: music going. Yeah. yeah it's oh, okay. a hell of
2: a move. It's a hell of a move. If you can actually get Max Scherzer in a Dodger uniform because you started him in the all star break and kind of just like buttered his bread a little bit by
0: doing that, like yeah, I love that
1: move. Quality. Every Quality. day of the week bring me that.
0: I buy it. Like, I mean, it's it's a conspiracy theory, but it's one that I'll buy. I'll buy it right now. Like, if you're Dave Roberts, you're thinking to yourself, okay, look, I know what's going on here with our team. I know what's going on with our starting rotation. Scherzer's going to be on the block. We'd really like to have him. And the truth is, is that Scherzer is going to be in control of where he gets traded to should he get moved. Now, of course, a lot of it's going to be about who's going to offer up what. But is going to be the guy that ultimately is going to decide, yes, I'll go here, or no, I won't go there. Right. If Dave Roberts gave him the honor of starting in the All-Star game and Scherzer just really appreciates it and they had a chance to bro down over the All-Star break, I think Dave Roberts was using that time and using that honor to say, hey, we're going to come after you, and when you've got choices, come to us. That's what I think. Totally I buy agree. this conspiracy theory. I buy it.
1: And I don't think it's got to be that much of a conspiracy. That's smart baseball as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? What do you think, Greg? If you see if you see Scherzer come to the lineup, what are your thoughts?
2: If I see him come, I think that they should and are the frontrunners to win the World Series by far.
0: Well, you think that even without Scherzer? No,
2: I well, I do well, think that no, without. But but, yeah. if, but I think about it. When you have now you're going to have Max Scherzer and Walker Buehler. Walker Buehler is the best big game pitcher in baseball right now in my opinion because of what he's done in game 7s consistently over the last like 3 or 4 playoffs. So if you put Max Scherzer in there, who is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball and has been for the last how long Clinton? 5 years, 6 years, 7 years? I would
1: say I would say 4 or 5, yeah.
2: Yeah, 4 or 5 years. And then, you know, Clayton Kershaw is still there and Julio Urías has shown what he can do in the playoffs. He is a monster in the playoffs. So I I love the pitching staff all of a sudden and I'm not worried about not having Trevor Bauer. I'm not worried about not having Dustin May. It's It really changes everything for this team.
0: Well, Max Scherzer to the Dodgers, the conspiracy theory that Dave Roberts gave him the start in the All-Star game is one thing, but I will tell you guys this. Jeff Passon of ESPN has been reporting that it will be the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres all trying to do battle to get Scherzer for the Giants, who are in first place, and have a lot of championship DNA still inside that organization, they could be looking at not just renting Max Scherzer for the short term, like the Padres certainly, I think, would be. The Dodgers have the money. They could go out and do something longer term after the year. But the Giants are going to shed, according to Passon, about $100 million of payroll when the season ends. If that's accurate, and of course I think it is, because Passon's probably the best baseball reporter there is, that that would seem then to give the giants a potential edge over everybody cuz they're going to have a whole lot of cash to spend in the offseason.
1: Maybe, but also he signed a 210 million dollar deal. He's going to be getting paid on that thing for a minute. You know, like I don't necessarily like I think that the best team is the best is the team he's going to want to be on. And that gives the Dodgers the advantage because as much as the Giants might be hanging around, I mean, do we really think we see the Giants sort of putting it together for the next five seasons the way we see the Dodgers? Probably not, you know? And I don't really know. I mean, how old is Max, Greg? Like, 37. 37. Like, yep. I don't know that we're looking at a Verlander situation or a Brady situation where this guy's trying to pitch forever. You know what I mean? Like, I could easily see Max being like, if I win another World Series, I'm good. I'm Max Scherzer. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. i will count my money and." Raise my kids, you know, entirely in the field of uh, possibility.
0: He's got this uh, clause in his contract. I was reading about it today. I wouldn't have known about it, but I was reading about it today. That from uh, there's like six years or seven years out into the future, where the Nationals will owe him fifteen million dollars a year because he deferred money into the future. He's got kind of a Bobby Bonilla thing happening well into the yeah. future and that's
1: uh, love to do that by the way Cap. And if you didn't know it's part of the reason why a lot of people think they can't bring keep a lot of free agents it's what happened to Bryce Harper and why he ended up leaving and going to Philly
0: well it's one of the reasons why when you think about other teams that might be looking for Scherzer other than the Dodgers the Padres and the Giants one name that keeps coming up is Tampa and I think to myself Tampa this is a team that is like going in between the couch cushions to find pennies to pay guys <laughs> but the fact is that most people think in baseball that the Nationals will wind up paying that anyway. So when you make that trade, you're not going to take on that money. And so that makes Tampa a contender for Scherzer's services. And I think about Tampa, who had back-to-back NHL Stanley Cup champions, the Super Bowl champions in their hometown, and the Rays who were in the World Series last year and lost to the Dodgers. Like, that's a town that, that they want to win. And I could see Tampa going after Scherzer as well.
1: Yeah, you know. Like, who wants to pitch in the drop? Nobody, but, you know, they're a pretty good team.
0: All right, listen, we'll talk more about the Dodgers and the Giants as the afternoon goes on. Stick around, everybody, because coming up next, Laura will have for us what we need to know. So what you need to know is coming up next. This is SLK. Clinton Yates is in for Sedano and LZ. We'll be at Rams training camp tomorrow. SLK on 710 ESPN.